Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 508, from September 9th, 1997, a Tuesday night show, with pro volleyball players Sinjin Smith and Dane Blanton. Sinjin was last on the show for Classic Love Line episode 189 from June 19th, 1996, which was a Wednesday night show with Kerry uh, Potharst as his fellow guest. Adam opens the show with Dr. Drew going over the guest's relative fame and the somewhat obscure sport of volleyball. Adam tells Drew about his bad trip at the dentist today. This could be the infamous first telling of the Manhattan Transfer Christmas album, Freakout, but he doesn't mention the music. But all the other details he describes about his freakout in the dentist's office lead me to believe this is that story. Perhaps on future visits he notes the music, or perhaps there's another freakout and uh, the same dentist with that CD. He goes in-depth on the intense buzzing and fear that he had that he was getting in the way of the dentist. Drew marvels that they even let him drive himself home after such intense anesthesia. All in all, a really interesting episode. It's great to have Sinjin back on the show. It seems to be his final appearance, his final known appearance anyway. And an interesting note about episode 507 with Blink-182. Yep, the file that was posted was posted out of sequence, so the episode started at the 45-minute mark, then the show ended, then it came back and played the continuation from the beginning. Started at the 45-minute mark and then work your way back, or just listen out of order. Uh, try not to let that happen again. Very sorry. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to follow and support more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com or Patreon.com slash Giovanni. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Party people, it is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew's board certified physician, Dixon Management Specialist. Phone number 1 800 LVE 191. Fax number 310 854 4455. Dane Blanton and St. Smith are going to be in here tonight. These guys are, uh, well, you know, uh, St. John you probably have uh, heard of. Dane, you probably have to be a little deeper into the sport. It's not a uh, household name volleyball. like uh, Sinjin is. Did I say volleyball? No, just sport. Are you just guessing? Yeah. Well, you knew. You're not guessing. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, pro beach volleyball something's coming up. i got to read about it. And they're going to come in here and talk all about that and tell you where you can see them and uh, all that kind of crap. Because, you know, this is like a sex sport, this volleyball. Good-looking people. And actually, I, oh. I, yeah, but this is the physique that women want. By the way, all you guys that are 5'5 five, five and built like a uh, fire hydrant and keep uh, adding on more weight to the bench press, forget it. Let me tell you what the women like. They like that tall, angular thing. Remember, there was, we had uh, women players last year, too, remember? Right. Remember that? Right. If they got breast implants, that's what men would like. Ah. They're just a, a boob job away from being right in most guys' wheelhouse. But the men... On the, t- on the tour, drive all the women nuts because that's exactly what they want. I see. 6'3", 6'4", you know, 200 pounds, a uh, little tan, you know what I mean? Sure. Got the oil on them. All right. I'm getting too involved with this. Yeah. We'll, uh, I, had a, I had a bad trip at the dentist today. Oh, no. Oh, it was a, just a bummer trip. Were you there all day? I was there uh, for about an hour and a half. What's the deal? More root canal. 
by the way. I had I, I I have done a family's worth of root canal in my mouth yeah, so have. far. I don't know how many how many canals, how many roots can I have in there? This is the price of I think the guys I think the years. dentist is falling in love with me is what it is because I swear to God I've been no, no, no. He he gave me the, uh, but I I got the nitrous oxide going yeah, this time. Yeah. And I told him, I said, hey, my buddy Dr. Drew said to turn it up because I got a deviated septum, and I had a real bad trip. Oh, you did. Yeah. What happened? I started getting a little weird. What'd you do? Well, first thing, and, and uh, this, <laughs> I here's the thing. It, it's really weird. You can really tell what your inner personality is on drugs. Uh huh. You don't agree with that. I don't. I'll, no, you don't. Do you? Uh, not really. All right, stop looking at Ann for a second and listen to me. Right. I had the nitrous thing on my nose while they're working on my mouth. And the first thing I started to experience is just a very loud buzzing right. noise. Just, right. And it started to go from sort of a intermittent sound to just a loud, continuous, you know, right. Right. and... Then I became very, thank you, Ann, then I became very paranoid that they were seeing that I was, you know, jacked up this way, uh -huh. and somehow, not paranoid like uh, they're planning to do anything, but just that I'm making a fool of myself, yeah. somehow. There's, there's drool coming down, or I've got an erection, <laughs> or I'm doing something bizarre, was, you know, I'm not cooperating somehow. Right. I, did, I got very paranoid. Right. Even though I was... Well, it sounds like you're confused. No. Here's the thing about me. I am, like, ultra worried about screwing with other people. Right, right, right. Like, I don't like to put other people out. I don't like to make a scene. I don't like to cause a hassle. Okay. I'm the kind of guy that if someone says, uh, hey, Alan, how you doing? I go, hey, fine. Because yeah. I don't even want to tell them that's not my name. Right. I don't even want to make that much of a hassle. Right. But I was just worried that I was, like, closing my mouth as I was sort of dazing off or, or passing gas or doing something. And I was also scared that they were, like, saying something about me that I wasn't cluing into. Right. Not anything evil. Right. They didn't have an evil plan, but just that they were saying something like, would you like to rinse? Right. And I was lying there going, uh, hearing this buzzing. Yeah. And it became like a big issue to me. Uh. So I was sort of trying to stay focused and, and just, just, uh. just going. I mean, uh. it was like it was a bad trip. It really was. How did that go on for Well, I kept, I kept coming in and out of it. Because I would start getting in real deep, and then I would start breathing through my mouth. And come out. And I'd start to, like, slide back out of it because I wasn't, because the thing was clamped on my nose. Uh-huh. And then I'd, you know, fade out a little more and start going through my nose again. I'd start getting deeper into it and hear the echoey voices, and, you know, it was just, uh, yeah. oh, I mean, it was a real bad trip. <laughs> That's all I can say. It was and you like, couldn't come out enough to tell them to shut it down? No, I was kind of happy. I was, you know, I thought about it. I thought, hey, you know what? I'm getting pretty effed up here, and I'm I'm starting to spin out a little. I'm starting to lose it. Like I'm I'm starting to feel a little out of control. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, what What's the alternative? <laughs> These guys are picking away in your mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're in pain. Screw it. Uh, you ask for the nitrous. Take the Take the goddamn nitrous and just relax. That was horrible. That yeah, was kind of weird. And then the whole drive home was weird. I, it was uh, very weird. Could you drive home? I mean, well, you know, I got by. Oh my God! They, they let you go drive home and talk to me. Kick me right out of there. I asked him if I could take a balloon of nitrous with me for the car. You know, roll the window up and just let some go in there, just to kind of, you know, keep the buzz going. Uh -huh. No problem. Uh -huh. Give me a big punching bag full. All right. All right. Uh -huh. So a uh, weird, uh, weird, weird day, and uh, I don't want to go any more about these shoes, uh, Drew. But I, I really, uh, Drew, I, I just got to say something real fast. We have had. 
free shoes offered to us a couple of times on this show. Let me tell you about the lucrative world of radio. Once in a while, people come by and they say, hey, we're from the uh, such-and-such boot company. We'd like to set you, Drew, and Ann, and, and Lisa, or, or whoever else. No, not Lisa. I'm oh, sorry, Lisa. We'd like to set <laughs> you, Drew, and Ann. It's probably the, just you and Drew, but then because Ann's the one who gets hold of the catalog, it becomes Ann. Up with uh, anything you like. Just go ahead and circle whatever you like in the catalog. And I don't mean a, I don't mean you know 15 it's pair of thing. boots. Yeah, you know, pick out a pair of boots you like, circle them, yeah. and uh, three weeks later you'll get them in the mail. And you think, hey, this is great. And you really take your time like an idiot. <laughs> this is the funny Studying process because you really study, and then you get in a whole round table about it. Uh, hey, true, what'd you pick out? Oh, nice, yeah. Does that come in a tan? Yeah. What are you about ten and a half? Yeah, I was thinking that, but uh, you know, and you get you spend 15 minutes on. Now I want to sue because of the time we spent on this thing. Right. And lo and behold, either you don't. The last time we did this, Drew, what did we get? Nothing. Okay. No, we each got a pair of shoes size four and a half that right. had nothing to do. Right. Like we, I, I circled a pair of loafers and got a pair of hiking um, boots, yeah. of, of fishing waders, right, right, stream right. waders. All right, shut. Who told you to do that? I put. And Ann just thought it. Mike did it. All right. Stay away from that, Mike. Oh, the, the, we have the least supportive uh, cast here in the world. Last time I did it, I got a pair of hip waders that were size four. And Drew got a pair of clown shoes. <laughs> I mean, it, you, you couldn't have been further. I don't know why we picked. Right, right. And then Ann said, well, these aren't the right ones. Uh, I'll just turn them in and you'll get a new pair. You get the right one. Right. Yeah. Never Nothing. 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 Yeah. Absolutely not. This time, uh, we just got a pair. Uh, Drew, are your shoes? No, no, these 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 were were sent spontaneously. The ones we actually picked uh, were so out of line, and we didn't bring them. But didn't bring them in. Oh, these, is that true? These were things that somebody else picked for us, right? And right. <laughs> the other one, the other ones were so. No, yeah, they the were... ones that you picked, Drew, didn't even exist. Yeah, might not the exist. ones that Adam picked. He got what was close, but they're so hideous I didn't bring them in. For Emmett Kelly. The ones I brought you in today, I thought you would like. Ann. But Drew, but Drew you like yours. Ann says, so Mike, you're a guy. You're bitching about free shoes, though. Mike, I mean, you're a guy, on. but seriously, look at this shoe. Look at this shoe. No man has ever worn this shoe. Would you look at this shoe? Have I ever worn anything that's even close to Mike, this? what do you think? What, what size are those? Yes, uh, exactly. They're and they hot. look like they're size 40. I'll take them. Oh, Drew boy. Drew likes them. Drew? I kind of like them. No, yeah. you do not, I Drew. Do you would that. never wear I'd these. Be, I'd have trouble wearing them, I must admit. Listen, I, I don't want to... My idea for wearing shoes is to have people not stare at my feet for hours on end, and that's with these shoes. These shoes. And with what you're wearing right now, you'll have no problem with people like looking at your feet because those, those are the most these looking. These shoes. are my uh, Mexican loafers I got loafers from the slippers. supermarket. They're slippers. They're slippers. All right, I'm comfortable. That's the point. They're three dollars. I'm comfortable. This thing, this is a spectacle. I mean, uh, you'd have people just fixated on your shoes like uh, like right. drug addicts staring right. at the sun. Mike's gonna wear them. No, Mike. I'm taking those things back and cashing them in for Everybody something I want to wear. Everybody thinks those are awesome. They're an awesome example of a shoe. It's just if you put them on a human being, it would be it would be a disgrace. As a shoe, like if you had to take a picture of a shoe and put it up at a gallery, I would take a picture of this shoe and put it up. It's an amazing shoe as shoes go. But as feet and shoes go, it's the world's worst choice. Mike, you would look like a gay lumberjack in those <laughs> shoes. You would look like a, a gay pimp lumberjack in those. 
That's what he's looking, right. That's look he's cultivating. All right. <laughs> Mike is Mike is cultivating the gay lumberjack yeah, look. That gay lumberjack look. That's right. very good. Yeah, it's really working for you. Tony. Yes. Hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, you're 20, and we've got nothing we've ever ordered out of a catalog. I, I feel the same way. Um, I got a question for uh, the doctor here. Um, uh, me and my girlfriend have been going out now for about a uh, good eight months, and she's been taking the pill, and she just stopped due to lack of money, and we're looking into taking the depth shot. I need to know what the pros and cons are of the depth over the pill. Um, the, how, how, is she going to be able to get it at a lower cost? Um, if depending on if it's better than the pill in certain aspects, we'll take and pay the cost. Does it make a difference? So money is not money the somewhere? issue. Money is not the issue then. No. What What is the issue? Um, basically, it's the pill. It's I mean, it, you can forget to take it, and sometimes you can get yourself in trouble or have That's to worry right. about it. That's right. That's correct. And with the shot, you don't have to do that. So, is there any like side effect to? Yeah, the, uh, I mean, um, most women have a lot of irregular bleeding. They'll often bleed continuously, even for the first three months, and then not bleed at all after that. Uh, some women have uh, hair growth and uh, weight gain, this sort of thing. Uh, but that's about it. Otherwise, it is uh, as pro- virtually as effective as the pill, and it's certainly something you don't have to worry about because you don't have to remember to take it every day. Does she have to worry about Sometimes she has um, some pretty severe cases of depression. That's not going to affect that at all, is she? Um, how did the pill affect her? The pill, um, it hasn't changed it much. It probably won't change it much. It can okay. sometimes make it better, sometimes make it worse. Okay, but, great. Uh, that's true of any pill also. So. Great, thanks a lot. All right. I'm to give him that shot right in the penis. That'd be good birth control. Huh. How about just a, a giant spear right through it? That'd be. Hey, when are they going to start coming out with some male birth control? I don't know. Great. Glad you're on top of that. Kevin. Hello. You're 23. Yep. What's going on? Well, I got the itchy butt problem. <laughs> <clears throat> I got that, too. Yeah. Well, um, basically, this is how it goes. Um, it occurred, like, probably by a little less than a year ago. I went to a doctor. And had, like, him check it out, you know. I said, well, what's going on? Is there, like, worms or what's going on? And he's like, well, looks okay. And he gave me some uh, hydrozone cream. Cortisone, yeah. Or, cor- oh, what? Cortisone. Cortisone, yeah. Actually. Hydrocortisone. Yeah. Hydrocortisone, yeah, yeah, that's correct. And uh, I used it, seemed to help, and I got lazy on it. And it really is kind of like, I use it every once in a while, but this doesn't seem to, like, really be very effective. Where are you putting it? What do you think? All right, don't crack wise with me, Kevin. <laughs> there, let me let me it's tell so you. Speak. The ass. <laughs> hey, everybody, Doctor yeah. Drew. Is it going in the crack, or is it going on top, or where's it going? In the hole. In the hole. In the hole, around the lips, everywhere, right, right there. Oh boy. And uh, how are you I... getting it in the hole? <laughs> Put some on your boyfriend. Uh no. <laughs> but it's just like I mean I've been getting like more hair down there. So I'm thinking maybe it's like a wiping problem. I'm not really sure. I think I'll wipe my butt how did, how did they test you for the pinworm? Um, he basically is like looked in that area and like he uh. stuck it, he put a glove on and like stuck his finger up there and then like they tested. He, he had, he, I don't know if he stuck something up like in that area, like a little like mm. piece, like um, like a tape. stick, tape, pulled it out, said your cord and well. they like checked it and basically gave me a clean bill of health. And I don't know if they checked for like hemorrhoids. I'm sure I don't he know did. what I don't know what you I'm know. Sure, did he say there were hemorrhoids? No, he just he said everything is fine. Just take the cortisone cream and yeah. it should be over with. All right, well you slacked off on the cortisone. Well, 
is that all it needs to be? Like, is I mean, because I mean, I took it for a while, and it's how like, long? Uh, probably like two months. Yeah, something called pruritus ani, and that's what he's got. And it could still be the worms. I mean, those worms are sometimes hard to. Detect. You are in love with those worms, Drew. No, not really. Uncle I Drew's uh, ringworm he's farm. A, he's a little. It's not a ringworm, and he's. he's what little, is it? It's a. Uh, uh, I think it'd be a, a, a pinworm or a pinworm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he is a little bit old for that, but it can happen. And uh, they actually. As I understand, they actually put tape around there at night because they tend to come out and migrate at, out at night. Oh, that is that is so foul. Yeah. You mean they put like fly paper? I've never had to do this. Yeah, I've never had to do that. But but uh, I know. That's oh, they don't do that. That yeah, was one of the old ways for kids to testing for it. And and uh, then check and see if anything's stuck to the paper, like uh, one of those med fly traps you hang yeah. off a tree. I, I would think that it would. <laughs> Also show up in the stool if you had a stool specimen actually sent to the lab. So that's one possibility. And it could just be, you know, the, the function there. It could be some hemorrhoid that's not immediately easily detectable, and he needs to use cortisone cream. Let me Maybe say this. Hey, cream. I think the butt needs a fair amount of attention anyway. I mean, just as a general scratching thing. Well, but he may Like, I scratch my ass probably mm, good 75% more than I scratch, let's say, my underarm or my chest or my groin or my forehead. You know what I mean? I go yeah. for the ass the majority of the time. Yeah, but you've got that whole... There's just a lot going on yeah, down there. Yeah. That's knows, all. God knows what's in there. Hey, for me, it's like the uh, engine room of a ship. It just takes a few more guys and a little a little more, you know, a few more man hours down there than it would to be, uh, let's say, uh, up on one of the poop decks. You right. see what I'm saying, yeah, Drew? Even that, uh, those... True, you know you scratch your ass more than right. you would scratch well, like your shoulder. Because right, right. there's stuff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right where the legs it's, meet. It's irritated, right? Uh, the, the fact between is the that, legs joining there I mean, and the and the the uh, testicles yeah. and the hair and the heat and the uh, dookie uh, factor. I mean, there's a lot going on in that 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 small area. Very important point to make, of course. I know. Uh, there, the, if he took warm baths every day and kept it very dry, and there's also a possibility of fungus, antifungal agents, well, I think using he hemorrhoid to, creams. He there's a lot of things he could try. Talc. He tried various things, and I'm sure he will figure out a way to control it. Amy. Hello. Hey, you're 21. Yeah. Hi. Um, my situation is that I am in a program uh, for people with mental disabilities, and um, uh, in the past, um, one of my psych psychiatrists had, um, see, I've been in psychiatric field <laughs> since I was about 15, like hospitalized in programs and mm -hmm, things, mm -hmm. been diagnosed with um, obsessive compulsive disorder and with uh, borderline personality. Uh -huh. And um, one of my previous uh, psychiatrists had put in my file that she was trying to rule out fictitious disorder, or factitious. Fictitious, factitious, or fictitious, fictitious what? Huh? Fictitious what? Disorder. Of what? There's all kinds of fictitious disorders. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know that much about it, but, like, um, see, I, I, tend to, I tend to do things um, to try to get attention. Well, that's what she's talking about. Yeah. Know? Well, what do you mean by there's different kinds of things? Well, you could be having a seizure, you could be vomiting, you could be, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could be manifesting that well, are of a fictitious nature. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's with many things, um, but you see, it's, I don't know why I do it, and I'm having a lot of trouble with it. That, that one aspect of your, um, sanity, 
or, or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> that one part, is that the part you're calling about? Yeah, the fictitious part. Why? I basically called about was, um, it's kind of on the back burner right now at the program. I'm really high up on the levels and things. Um, but, like, whenever I really do come down with something, see, in this program, basically, I haven't done anything um, that right, look, they would think would be factitious. Right, but uh, since it's already in my file from a previous... Oh, hold on a second, Amy. What's factitious mean? Pretend. Okay. Fictitious. Oh, Fiction. Fi Fiction. oh. No, no, she said factitious. I know, I know. <laughs> Should I correct her on her grammar no, or just uh, she's got just, bigger fish to fry? Let's get through this. What do you mean? Because I, I still have yet to hear a question. Amy? Yeah? Now listen, I, um, I know you, things could be better for you uh, emotionally. Yeah. So I don't want to provoke you in any way. Yeah. But you got to ask a question so we can answer I'm, it. I'm doing it right now. Oh, you are? Yes, I'm going to right now. All right, go. Okay. Um, I would like to know how I can prevent... Um, get help from the program or someplace else for my fictitious disorder right. without having them get down my throat and look down on me and think that everything that I'm doing is for attention. Okay. You already have insight to the fact that it is something you do to get attention, right? Do you talk about that with your peers? No. Do you have any close relationship with peers or, or treating professionals? Um. Well, I have a doctor and at the program, and I've talked to her about it when I okay. first got okay. here. Okay, just answer questions. How about peers? Do you have a close relationship with any peers? No. Do you want relationship with peers? Um, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Okay. I'm kind of scared about it. Are, are you living in in house? Yeah. It the program has housing. Okay. All right, but listen. How come no one can answer a question? Yeah, well, how, what is that? Nights, huh? it, how come no one can answer a question? Not with yes or no. Uh, Amy, are you living in house? What do you mean by in house? Are you are you do you live at home or do you live uh, at a program? At a program. Program. Okay. The answer would be yes. Okay. Um, he, he, here's the deal. I mean, for whatever reason, making a real emotional contact with other people is a very painful and conflicted experience for you. The only way you can feel comfortable with it and in control of it is when you are going after these attention-seeking, through this attention-seeking behavior that manifests as fictitious complaints about medical conditions. You have insight into the fact that it, it would disrupts your relationship with your peers and your caretakers, and it puts you in dangerous way in a way, doesn't it? Because you can't, your caretakers can't know when you're really crying wolf or when you really have a viable problem. It's a very difficult problem to care for people that... Uh, have what we call somatic disorders. What you're looking for, though, what you're seeking, is some sort of a connection with other people. That's what you're lacking. You've got to try to find some way to make relationships, friendships with your peers and with staff in a more direct and healthy way as opposed to doing these crazy behaviors and acting out in a way that's clearly attention-seeking. You have that insight, change it, and try to find a way to get close with people because that's ultimately what you're looking for. And you've got a safe environment. You've got professionals to observe you and help you deal with the feelings that come with that. <sighs> uh, this is really bumming my high. First the, first the dentist and now Drew. It's a uh, bad combo. Yeah, it's weird. I've still got the, uh, the nitrous uh, ringing in my head. Really? Yeah. Hey, once you get weirded out real good about 10 in the morning, uh, you're done for the day, by the way. I've been weird the entire day. You're Thank anxious. You. You're anxious. 
Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I'm just, you know, it's just weird. Yeah, like just that. like the other day we were at the University of Illinois and you uh, yelled corn. Yeah. And then you were weird for the next two hours after that. Because like, I gave myself, when we did this lecture thing, uh, somebody wanted me to yell corn because... Uh, you, you, you wanted know. you to yell corn. No, would you shut up? Shut his mic off. At Iowa, they, they it's nothing but corn. In the University of Northern Illinois, nothing but corn. I mean, it is nothing but corn. And somebody who listened to the radio show wanted me to yell the corn yell. And I stood up in front of about 2,000 people. I got the mic, and I just did the you know for about five minutes straight and then i got a huge head rush and flopped back down in my seat and was never right for the rest of the night i think i actually was hemorrhaging or something i burst a vessel in my forehead and my head was ringing i completely hyperventilated and uh, sat there like a stooge for the rest and thankfully i did that that was the first thing i did yes. thankfully that was the first thing i did of the lecture i still carried it all right, uh, we'll have Dane and Sinjin in here to talk about Pro Beach, oh boy, Pro Beach volleyball. And uh, Drew, you gonna sell the next call? Yeah, nah, yeah, forget it, forget it, forget it. We'll talk volleyball. Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about? It. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are. I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh, yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway. It, the the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. All right. David from Corny, you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And the phone number, 1-800-LVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Dane Blanton and Sinjin Smith. Is it Blanton? Yeah, it's not Blanton. I'm, I'm saying it like I'm uh, Most people call French-Canadian or something. <laughs> it's just Blanton. 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 I know, but it's like T-O-N right there at the end, you know? It just seems so sloppy to call that. I mean, I bet your great-grandparents called it Blanton. Possible. <laughs> it's just we're so lazy as Americans. A ton uh, over a few generations just turns into a T-N. Blanton. All right. And then it's going to be just Blant. You're still weird tonight, Adam. Don't worry. Do you notice the uh, Dr. Drew School of Radio where he nods his head knowingly? At almost every comment. Can you believe we get paid the same amount of money? Does that seem ridiculous? It, it is like the guy who chases down the uh, the balls, the spikes that went into the crowd getting paid the as shagger. much as you guys. The, the shagger. shagger. Right. And once in a while, I ding one off my wrist, and it goes flying back a few rows, and Drew has to go fetch it, and we but we get paid the same. He gets paid for nodding fun. his head. you got to have balls to play with. You know? <sighs> Sinjin Smith also is here. Sinjin is uh, synonymous with pro beach volleyball and volleyball in general. I was, uh, I'm, I'm 
uh, it's a sport that I watch, but I don't know anything about. But uh, Sinjin is the winningest uh, pro beach volleyball player out on the circuit currently. Uh, an all-time, I should say. It's not like some guy won more in the 40s named Pappy something and then died. He's nodding his head. Yeah, no, I, I just think it's a little, known, little known fact about me. I was a beach lifeguard for several summers, and I played a lot of beach volleyball. Well, oh, beach, really? Where, yeah. What beach was that? Laguna. Is that right? Yeah. There's okay, a, you saw some unreal tournaments. Cause oh, yeah, it was the early days. It was yeah. basically the 70s. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, that's when I started. Laguna? I mean, I spent all my summers there forever. I mean, I, I Those tournaments were awesome. Yeah, they were Laguna. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So Before AIDS and everything. <laughs> oh, Before can you imagine all the sex going down in the parking lot? <laughs> oh, Drew. If you weren't assigned to the gay lifeguard post, oh, <laughs> boy, could you have scored. All right, let me give let me give a plug to the event. It's the uh, FIVB Nike World Championship of uh, it. What do they do? Bring sand into yeah, UCLA into the tennis center. It, you know, it's an awesome tennis center to start with. They right. Bring in sand, and now you you have an awesome beach volleyball facility. There's five courts there. Center court is about six thousand seats. They got an unreal uh, VIP section. It's it's fantastic. And it's six hundred grand total. Three hundred for men and three hundred thousand for women. Yeah, first time equal prize money for men and women. Oh, and a yeah. lot of it. See, I'm going to boycott it uh, just based on that. <laughs> the guys should really get more. They're taller. Who could win? You know, it, I, the, the men could beat the women, right? You know, I, men should get I, I paid more. If you remember, last time I was here, one of the Australian yes, girls. Yes, right. right. Oh, that's she right. She actually said that she could beat some of the men. Yeah, I remember her you saying remember that. that? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she backed away. She goes, oh, no, 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 I didn't. You know, she laughed about it, right. Yeah. And then I went back and I go, are you sure? It's the, it's the guys that told me. And they go, yeah, she said it. She yeah. Said, I swear to God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's tall. She's though, big. Yeah. yeah, she is. She's like my size. I'll tell you, I wouldn't mind getting a beating from that Gabby Reese. <laughs> Have you seen her in real life, Drew? No. She is so statuesque. Six three. She is tall and just... She is cut like if I was a woman and Gabby Reese walked by, I would kill myself. I would just kill myself. First off, she can't have a kid. She's got no hips on her. Uh-huh. I mean, she's just, she's just this beautiful, uh, long, uh, statuesque, muscular reed, though. I mean, it, you're just amazed by her. And I mean, she, she looks great in all these magazines and all that, but everyone looks great in these magazines. And then you see them in real life, and they're 5'3", and they got a little cellulite or something, and... She is absolutely uh, phenomenal in real life. Hmm. You ever go after her, Cindy? <laughs> she lives. Or at least she just she just moved, but she lived right up the street from me. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh huh. You ever see her through the window uh, going to the bathroom? I right try, now? but you know the way the house is situated, it was you know. Oh, what a what a life, by the way. So you uh, well, let She's me. She's gonna get... be there all weekend at, at UCLA. At I know. Center. I know. If it weren't for the restraining yeah, order, <laughs> and she'll be in a. I'd be there too. too. She. Yeah, in one of those sport bikinis, too, which is the best. Drew, you got to get into this. All right. Okay, see the head nodding. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, uh, the qualifying is on Wednesday. I guess that's uh, tomorrow and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So uh, so all the international teams are qualifying tomorrow. Not all of them. There's there's 16 international teams already in the event. Eight more will qualify to get into the event, mm-hmm. along with eight American teams that have already qualified. And that's men and women. Right. And is is the three hundred thousand bucks? Is that like uh, uh, two hundred for first place, seventy five for uh, yeah, second, it's, it's and twenty five like for sixty for first and forty huh? for second? And, and where's the other two hundred grand they going? Pay everybody, if you make it into the main draw, you're getting. All right, Drew, we're starting a team. Come on, right. <laughs> I, I used to play. I mean, we're not going to beat anybody, but we'll get like eight grand for just going down there. You guys would be terrible. Though. He could nod and you would have to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to gag you would this nod, guy. And I, I would argue with the uh, right, with the linesman or the umpire or the the guy who sits up in the chair there. Ken, 
Yes, hi. Hey, you're 25. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you are? All right, what do you want, Ken? I'm going to hang up on uh, you. No, 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 no. I'm all hopped up on nitrous tonight. Well, yeah, I know I heard. Uh, you shouldn't drive like that. It's, it's pretty dangerous, not just to yourself, but for the public. That's all right. I forgot all about it. So uh, It's just like drinking and driving, so please don't do that. Um, this is actually for anyone and everyone, but I really like to talk to Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving you the option right now of taking me off the air and talking to me in person because this is kind of a boring problem. What's the deal? Uh, I'm homeless. I've been homeless for about two weeks, living in my car. How come? Uh, What's up? Excuse me? How come? Uh, family problems, uh, just things getting too, uh, hectic. Uh, be more specific. Uh, my mom is a very controlling person. I, uh, it's a long story, but to make it very short... Uh, I wanted out more than she wanted me out. I found a place to go out of state. You I know. already informed my boss that I was quitting. Your mom, did you say? Yes. Yeah, but you're 25. Well, it's a long story before that, too. Uh, I lived in Sacramento by myself. I got into a, uh, just basically the financial situation was pretty bad, so she told me to move in and take care of things. And I said, okay, and uh, basically... Landing into this trap. You uh, have you had any uh, psychiatric problems? Excuse me. You ever been to a psychiatric hospital? Have I ever been into one? Have you ever had that kind of problem? All right, wait a minute. I, I know I feel, feel real bad for the guy living in the car and uh, his mom booting him out and everything, but I swear to God, I can't take another listener. True. Come on, let's do it real fast. So, uh, why'd your mom kick you out? My mom. Uh, your mom. Why'd your mom kick you out? Of where? Why'd your mom kick you out? <laughs> of the house? Huh? Who's ha- Huh? What? Pardon me? My mom? This is our listeners. Listen, if you're going to call in, you answer the goddamn question. Oh, have, have you ever been in a psychiatric hospital? Um, been in one? <laughs> I was like, I visited my crazy Uncle Lou there once, but... Please understand what Drew is asking when he asks, when he asks a homeless person whether they've ever been in a psychiatric hospital... They're not asking if you work for a pizza place and, and dropped over uh, dropped off a large pepperoni to psychiatric hospital. They're asking if you're actually hospitalized yourself. Ken? But, Adam. What? Uh, you have to understand I'm on a payphone, and all I heard was psychiatric. All right. And, uh, Dr. Feel... Drew's mic is not really that clear as, as clear as yours. All right. I'll, I'll ask for Drew. It is true. People don't hum with me. What what questions would you like me to ask uh, him? Has he, had he ever been in a psychiatric hospital? No. All right. Have you ever been in a psychiatric hospital? Negative. Negative, true. And so you've not. And do you have any medical problems? I have a heart problem. Any substance use? No, no. Okay. Actually, the job that I do is uh, we work. And so you have. With the police. You have a job. Yeah. Why did you quit? Well, here's the deal. I was supposed to move out, and uh, my friend said if if anything gets bad enough that you do, uh, you can come over here. And things got bad enough. Let's just say that my mom uh, just got crazy on me. And uh, and I basically was planning to move. Well, my mom, while I was while I was finishing out the week, she called my friend, the one I was going to move in with, and basically uh, cussed her out and told her to leave me the hell alone. And when I came back that night to tell my friend what I've done uh, to rent a truck and all this, she basically told me, "No, I don't want you to move back. I don't want you to move here." No, right. you and shouldn't. Then, uh, that's that's a good thing. Your mom yeah. shouldn't let you come home. 
Pardon me? Your mom should not let you go home. You're 25. No, 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 no. What happened? Your friend right, wouldn't let right, you go right, home. No, listen, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to talk to anyone. Dane, you have something to say? I don't know. Isn't his love line? I don't know. Yeah, hey, I, I, I don't know. All, all of a sudden, they've turned into uh, Father Flanagan here. <laughs> hey, Drew, you want to warm up the soup? Uh, the line is forming around the back of the station. Right, I'll talk to him off the air. You want to talk to him off the, the air? The deal is, uh, I, I mean, uh, there's something going on uh, emotionally here. I mean, why was he living at home? Why did he take that abuse? Uh, why doesn't he get a job and get out of there? Why does he have to be dependent on somebody else in all things? And, he uh, wanted you to pick He's not homeless. He's not homeless. He's not homeless. No. He just moved out of home. All right, and let me explain the mission of Loveline, besides me getting paid and trying to meet chicks and uh, the guests promoting whatever it is they're promoting. Tonight <laughs> it's Pro Beach Volleyball. Yeah. The, the, the intention of this show is not to um, extricate uh, corpses from cars that have been wrapped around telephone poles, but it's to basically patch up uh, cuts, and bruises, and bumps. You know what I'm saying? We cannot rebuild someone's life in three minutes. Your mom tossed you out of the house. Your uh, your b mom called your buddy. Uh, now he won't let you come over there. Uh, you quit your job. We we cannot do. That's too tall an order. We're only so good, and we only care so much, right, Drew? Nod your head, please. No. Okay. But we, we these, these questions are too overwhelming tonight, are they not, Drew? Stop picking these questions. I blame I, you. I, I, we've been through the whole panel. All right. I blame Lisa and Sherry then. Okay. We, need, we need clearer questions, that's all. Yeah, not... Uh, but don't give me the puss. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, it's not all their right. fault. The it's not, it's nobody's been... fault, but uh, we're just going to move on. Okay? Yeah. All right. After commercial. All right. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out TrueCar and TrueCar's mobile app. TrueCar not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted TrueCar certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the TrueCar app today. Hi, this is Tom Arnold. You're listening to Loveline with Adam, what's his name? Corolla and Dr. Drew. That was tremendous. No, this is good, though. This is Loveline. The number is 1-800-LOVE-191-568-3191. That was my friend Tom Arnold. Hey, is my mic still off? It's, it's kind of low. Mike? Hey, Mike? He's not over there. Oh, oh he's coming over here oh, to fix no. it. I thought this was just a big goof. Is here, you can talk about this. Here, talk about this. This is the world's worst radio show. It absolutely is. All right, I'll talk into Drew's mic. <laughs> All right, did you give the phone number and everything out? All right, uh, Dane Blanton and Sinjin Smith are here. They're both pro beach volleyball players. Oh, is my mic on? Yeah, mine doesn't, it doesn't sound... Oh, there it goes. Hey, thank you, Engineer Mike. Wow, that's amazing. They're both uh, big studs. I mean, uh, they both uh, played... How long have you been on the circuit, Sinjin? Uh, 20 years. Oh, for Christ's sake. And look at him. He still looks good. Uh, wait a minute. How, how old were you when you started? 19. Uh, let me do some math. Uh, Makes you 47 years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
And uh, did you play collegiately? UCLA. Oh, see, I should have known that. Of course. And uh, I know that you played at Pepperdine because I read the bio. There you go. And uh, you, Pepperdine won the uh, NCAA championship. Yeah, we we, one year. Um, we won the national title in '92. But um, to give you an idea about Sinjin, I used to watch him when I was like 10. <laughs> but uh, he still can play, and he's the best player ever to play, and he has the oh, most victories. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he has the most victories, and uh, it's a uh, need to. I've never played against him, but uh, maybe we'll play against each other this weekend. Who knows? Well, if you're if you're if you win, and uh, his squad wins, uh, it's not really a squad. Just uh, who you paired up with, Sinjin? Carl Henkel. Oh yeah, the, uh, the famous um, Henkel volleyball right. family. Who is this Carl Hinkle? He's uh, actually he's another UCLA guy, and uh, we we played in the Olympics. And who is the uh, what? Like I'm trying to think of the sport here. Uh, most guys are tall. It's good to be tall, but I, I don't see any guys out there that are, you know, seven foot. There, there's some tall guys, but you got to remember, you got to move. Just two of you on yeah, the court covering cover the court. A big court, and it's in the sand too. So you 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 know you got to be able to move around. You, gotta you can't fall just out and get up real stick. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, Drew was on the pro circuit or something. No, Drew, no, you I watched a couple of games. I played a lot. Oh, okay, guard too, you know. <laughs> Please, uh, that was just a, a gig. His dad got him. He knew a few guys over at the club, and uh, like my son Drew, he doesn't get out in the sun very much. Uh, uh, ladies don't like him. Could you please let him sit up there? And if any real emergency happens, we'll call in the pros. I, I know how it goes. He probably greased a few palms. All right, now there, there's also four-man beach volleyball, right? Yeah, but that's just not as popular. Or... No, I, I it's kind of like tennis, singles and doubles. You know, singles right. is much more popular. It's the same thing with four men. I, I think with two men, the the public really can identify much more easily with the individual personalities. That's what makes it more exciting to watch. Does a four man team are they able to volley back and forth more than a two man team? Yeah, definitely because there's so many more people on the court. Right. And, uh, I think that's what makes a two man game more exciting. There's just a lot. Of movement, every you know, you have to cover the same amount of ground as the fours, but you only have two people out there. But uh, they're going to have the four men and women, I believe, at the World Championships. Yeah, there'll be an international four-person exhibition, men and women exhibition, and Gabby Reese will be there. Yeah. And a lot of other tall, lanky, good-looking women, right? People, right? <laughs> a lot of, uh, let me ask you a quick, embarrassing question: Have the nuts ever come out of the shorts when you're going for a dig? <laughs> Anything like that? Dane? Dane? Um, I always wear my briefs, my tear briefs, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if... Sinjin free balls, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you, years ago, they didn't wear anything under the shorts, and this that was you know, quite common to have this problem. Right. But today, you know, in, in the shorts they sell, in, 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 they have little sacks in there, right? They, sure. They kind of hold your package. You know? Right, and right. If you don't have that, then you wear the... the here or the speedo or this something you know right i'd go in there like a uh, sports bra on a thong back and just break things up is there is there anything that's outlawed by the way i mean if you went in there in a pair of uh sp- any guys sp- playing speedos for instance brazilian guys so like a french team or something <laughs> i think they used to <laughs> no they they don't on the tour on on either tour but if they did it would be okay i mean is there so is there any rules we like, might not like it i mean are, are there any weird rules like like in hockey for instance you know you can only have so much tape on the end of your hockey stick or it can only be curved so much is there some piece of um uh, clothing or something that's outlawed is there is there any is there 
you know what I mean? Is there yeah, anything weird like tape on the hands or anything like that? Or shoes or socks and that no. kind of stuff. Right. Could you play in a poncho if you wanted to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, internationally, it's a little more strict because we have to wear the this jersey that has the, the tournament sponsor and everything on it. Right. So you can't wear anything over that. And, and the shorts, basically, you have to wear the same color short as your partner, but it can be a different design. <laughs> but they don't say you can't wear a Speedo. All right. You could wear a Speedo. Uh, if could. I wore a Speedo, I would, uh, I would, I would just... Uh, Tell what you're writing. I'd, I'd put, like, my whole sock drawer in the front of it before I hit the courts. Candy? Yes, hello. You're 24? Yes. What's your question? I enjoy watching your show, listening to your show, and thank you very much. What is the morning pill, and how does it work? The morning after pill. Morning after right. pill. Right. It's basically an oral contraceptive pill that mm -hmm. prevents implantation. It's overall or low overall taken in a sort of a unique way. You take two low overall every day. Uh -huh. That's for low overall. Like a birth control pill, yeah, right? Yeah, a birth control pill. And okay. You, and it prevents the egg from, it does not prevent fertilization from occurring, but it prevents implantation in the uterine wall. Okay. okay. So this is, this is what you take, like if the condom breaks uh -huh. and you think you may be pregnant, uh -huh. you have two or three days. Yeah, about 48 hours pretty solidly. Oh, okay. To do something about it. Side effects? Um, nausea. A lot of it. About daily? You only take it for three days. Okay. So, so it's it'll just in that situation. Where yeah, like let, let's it'll say. It'll prevent a pregnancy fairly effectively. Not, a, not as effective as if you'd taken it the way it's supposed to be taken before the, the uh, problem, but it's, very, it's quite effective. <laughs> but this is different than like RU486, right? Which is an, a real abortifacent, yeah. So what is not as quite, not quite as good? Like 70, 80% as opposed to 99.9%. .9%. Oh, but the outcome's the same. So About 80%. 80% of the time. Yeah. So he, but here's the point, and here's something we'd like to do, is if every young woman with an irresponsible boyfriend had this stuff... That sitting, means every young woman. Every young woman had this stuff on her nightstand, and her boyfriend, who was um, supposed to pull out and didn't, or whose condom broke when it shouldn't have, took one of these things uh, that See. night or the next day or the day after that, she could prevent... Pregnancy. This is the stuff that should be in those teen magazines, those women's magazines. Much, much more practical stuff. The supposed to pull out thing, though, it doesn't really work in in all cases because you can leak out sperm. Absolutely. You know, that, that is and not even if you think you're pulling out, you you're know, not. Whoops. Yeah, oh, well, you're not. I think maybe. Well, who knows? You ever find yourself getting a, an erection out there in the court with a crowd and, and, and all the excitement and everything? Bizarre <laughs> Could you imagine you're there in front? Did you of have one when you were talking to the, in those universities? No, but it could have. Okay. Uh, but I wasn't wearing a pair of, of uh, swim trunks in front of six thousand people either. So just if you'd been had a, had a bikini on, then then might have happened. Just the, yes. the possibility. No, when I go to the beach, oftentimes if I'm there for a couple hours, something could happen. I just roll over on my belly and lie down on on the towel. But you're out there playing for a couple hours. There's tons of great-looking women in bikini tops all around you. You know, there's the smell of the coconut oil and whatnot. I'm just saying, it could happen, could it not? Yeah, n there's no question that it could happen, and you know, it's I'm sure with Dan it happens quite a bit because he's always checking the crowd out. <laughs> like the women, right? they're beautiful women that show up at these things, right? Yeah, yeah, there are. Oh. You kidding? And Candy, they're close to the court, because, you know, and, they're right there. They're right there. Candy, where are you? I'm right here. What, I'm listening. What, what is that noise in the background? What noise? Oh, I'm at work. That's my register. Where are you working? Huh? I work at the Seven Eleven. Which uh, which one or what? In, what in Las Vegas? 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would Here kill myself. Here on the main, one oh. of the main roads. Is it 115 degrees there today? Tonight. Oh, no, Tonight? not right now. There's probably about right around 100, not too oh. much. <laughs> <laughs> not 115, 100, Adam. <laughs> you, you, uh, do you have slot machines in your in your 7-Eleven? Yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> Are there people working them right now? Uh, no, not right now. No. All right. You quit. Are All you right. are you in a pro- are you having trouble? Or you might you be pregnant? I think so. What happened? Well, like you guys said, probably the pull out method. So there you go. That right. would be it. Don't you get uh, free condoms at Seven Eleven? Huh? From working there? Can't you get some free condoms? It's no, too late you can't for that get now. Pay for that. The question is, what can she do now? Was this last night? No, this has probably been probably two, three weeks. Not very far along. Yeah, the morning after isn't going to work, right? Not going to work. It's no longer the morning after. To now, so. so what would you suggest? Uh, uh, making a decision about what you're going to do with this pregnancy. First of all, determining whether you are pregnant. Now, that's, well, I think I pretty much know for sure. Yeah. I know my body as a woman. Yeah. I know. First time? So, this would be third. Oh. Third um, time you're pregnant? No. This is the third time, but this would be the probably the second baby i lost one three years ago you had a miscarriage no she was full term and she died when she was probably two months she had a congenital heart disease Uh. so she didn't make that and then i just had one here in january so it's seven months she's seven months now same father no this is a different father and it's been three years difference from this one from the first one okay so therefore i think three different fathers huh no, no, no. <laughs> the Four. second one here no. would be the same daddy. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm married now, so. Okay. All right. The first one was all shuffled. This all right. One is but you don't want any more kids after this one. I don't need any more kids after All right. Stop having them then. This oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this pull out. Oh, I, I didn't know what the morning after pill was. I, somebody had told me about it. And I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, wow. I know what birth control like is. Like I said, uh, every, every teen magazine, uh, this uh, glossy thing I'm going to work on on the Internet, we've got to put it out there. It just, uh, it, I think it is, is negligent of this, of the media and of the government and uh, whoever else I can think of, everyone but the pro beach volleyball players and Drew and myself, for not getting this information out. There is something out there that people can take because what happens is, is people screw up sexually and then they just sit around and wait for two weeks before they can go to thrifties and get the pregnancy test. And meanwhile, uh, eggs are sticking on to uteruses, and there's some kind of fertilizer going around down there, and things are starting yolk to happen. Sacks. There's yolk sacks have been broken at this point. Uh, the women are springing udders. There's all kinds of stuff going on with the pregnancy, and then it's too late. Am I right, Drew? Yep. That's how, do, right. how do you go about getting this? I, this is the first time I've heard about it. Any doctor, any emergency room, the family planning center. I mean, it's very simple, very available. It's very available, it but people don't or, yeah, know about a, it's it. It's a pill. It's, more, it's, it's overall or low overall, which are two very commonly prescribed Can birth control pills. Can a guy get it for his honey? No. That's a girl has point. to go and get uh, you, it? You can't really prescribe it unless you've seen the patient. Oh, so you have to get it, you have to be pregnant. No, but you have to be a patient. I mean, I can't... I can't prescribe a medication to you to give to someone. Hold on. Hold on a We've got to go to break because we're uh, getting close to the top of the hour. But, uh, Drew, you don't understand what the boys are asking. I understand. Right? I can't give any medication unless I have a patient to give it to. I can't prescribe things secondhand. That's, this, that's unethical to legal. Drew you, you prescribes stuff. Uh, I mean, he, he prescribes stuff to himself through me. This is a, this is a, medica- is a very And then I pay for it. This is a big joke. medication. 
you can't. All right, listen, Drew. Yeah, Tinian, we gotta go to we gotta go to break. When we come back, we'll sort right, this right, whole right. thing out, and I'll, right. I'll act as an interpreter. Right. Okay. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love line will be right back. Okay, I'm talking to Brett Easton Ellis fans right now. Admit it, it's you. Ah! Now, we know you're out there because since he went on his little hiatus, you've been bombarding us with emails. Where's Brett? Where's Brett? Where's Brett? Well, guess what? You win! Brett Easton Ellis is coming back to Podcast One. But this time, it's commercial-free, which should make you even happier. Just go to podcastone.com slash Brett and subscribe to the all-new commercial-free Brett Easton Ellis podcast. Podcastone.com slash Brett, B-R-E-T. Hi, this is Psychic Kenny Kingston, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right, then more Loveline with Dane Blanton and Sinjin Smith, both Pro Beach volleyball players, and we're running a, bit, a little bit late here, so we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. 98KUPD Tempe Phoenix. Phone number for Love Line 1 800 LFEE 191. Fax number 310 854 4455. Dane and Sinjin are here. You're going to translate for me. Yeah, I will. Hold on one second. This will make a quick plug out. Uh, they're here to uh, promote the FIVB Nike World Championship of, what do you call it there? Uh, beach volleyball. Presented yeah. by Ericsson. Yeah. What's Ericsson? It's a phone? phone. Mobile phones. Mobile. International. Oh, phone. what do they got to do with volleyball? Everyone's trying to get involved now. I hope so. Um $600,000 is going to be the total award, uh, prizes awarded, and it's at the L.A. Tennis Center at UCLA. They're bringing in a bunch of uh, sand, and everyone's going to get down, and Gabby Reese is going to be there, so that's uh, that's worth it alone. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and uh, qualifying tomorrow. All right, and it's a big international thing. but 30 countries. What are the countries that suck in, in volleyball? I don't want to know the good ones. No, I, you know what? It, well, pick a country you think would suck, and I'll tell you how they are. Because um, you can't tell. I would say, like, some of these uh, Baltic uh, republics and stuff. Yeah, these I'll guys, you, you know, guys with beards, big beards. <laughs> guys with beards can't play cold weather no, places. Right. No, right? Norway has a great team. Really? Norway. Right in Pineau. Okay, and they, the deal is they've built indoor sand courts. Oh. So they play year-round. They play more than we do. <laughs> oh, those damn Nords. <laughs> no, but the Russians have some good players. The Czech Republic has some good players. Of course, you know, the South American countries are good. Israel. they got to have a horrible team. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, <laughs> and, they, and they live on one big sand dune. You'd think they'd be good. There's one big blot of sand. Why are they bad? And why are they bad? They, they're non-existent. Oh. No, they don't have a. All right. So if they formed, you could. So they might be really good. We just don't know. So who? How? How many countries will be represented? Thirty countries. That's mm. awesome. Mm. That's amazing. Well, you really have a chance to. Is it increasing every year? Heal the yeah. world by spiking a leather ball into another guy's face. That's right. This is going to be great. Mm. All right. Now each, that we're done with, we're countries. done. With, I'm well, sorry. Each year, new countries. Come how many? Out of nowhere. How many do they have? 
How long has this been in existence, by the, the way? The international tour, the, the FIVB World Tour, has been around for about nine years. And how many countries started originally? Two. Just uh, like Australia, United States, <laughs> or something. Like, it was USA and Brazil, really, to start with, and then Australia, and then Italy, and France, and Spain, and Argentina, and, and Canada. And, and will you go to all these countries and and play, or do they basically come out here? No, there's there's an international tour. There are events, these world tour events, in in most of these countries. Oh. They just. Is it, I have a question. Is it mostly American products? sponsoring these guys in other no, countries? No, not at all. In in each country they you know, they promote their own event in their country. But so the, they the get product, their own the sponsorship. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, they get their own sponsors. True, he's telling you, don't argue with But I would think Nike would still want to be or have a presence in Spain and so they'd use the Spanish team maybe. Well, Nike, we're hoping, gets involved on a worldwide basis with the sport. But yes, there are distributors in various countries that sponsor the individual players and, That's what and I mean. Nike has done that and, and Speedo has done that and some of the other companies. How glad are you guys uh, that you're born now? You know what I mean? <laughs> or what if you're both born, you know, 50? What if it's just... Wait, well, Gaines you, just a kid. He's got another 15 years ahead of him. I'm 40 years old. I'm I, bumming out right I now. I just mean in this time in history. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, not 40 you, years earlier. You go back 50 years. You guys know pro beach volleyball. Hell, there's hey. no, there's no even volleyball. No, you guys no. be like laying railroad track they, or something. They were playing beach volleyball 50 years ago, and I can tell you right now. You ask the guys, and they were loving it big time. Money wasn't an issue back then. They were playing it because they loved it. Right. Of course, we love it, but we yeah. just love the money. And too. you love to get paid. <laughs> All right. So when we left off, I was going to translate, but first, something I'm interested in, Drew. Explain the whole um, uh, the uh, flight of the sperm. How does that work exactly? What do you mean? I mean, how does the whole impregnation thing go? Impregnation? Um, <laughs> the sperm make their way up the vagina, up through the cervix, into the no, cervix. Slow down, slow down. Sperm comes from Cerv where? Cervical ox, os. Are into you writing the, this down? Into the uh, uterus. I'm just wanna, uh, all right, so the sperm goes into the vagina. Cervix, then what? Cervix. Then the cervix is right behind the vagina? At the, at the back of it, yeah. All right. goes uh, then up through the cervix. Into the uterus. Into the uterus. That's like a, that's like a uh, sperm waiting room? or it's like a baby waiting room. <laughs> okay, like then that. the sperm goes into the uterus. And makes its way up to the tubes. The tubes are at the top of the uterus? Yeah, like a big T. Fallopian. All right, fallopian tubes. Yeah, what do you mean like a big T, though? Don't they both go, don't they go off like that? Well, they go up. Okay, okay. No, all right, you draw. Yeah. All right, so the sperm then goes through the uterus and goes up the fallopian tube, right? All right. All right, all right keep talking because it's going to get more. Okay, so it goes okay. up there. And then it goes in here. And then it goes in the tubes where it meet, meets Miss Egg. Right. Now, does it go left or right there? Oh, my goes God, both ways. look at that picture. And his, his diagram's looking a lot better than yours. <laughs> Mine looks like an uh, old car <laughs> antenna. Dad's going to take that picture home. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put a hole in it, too. I'll tell you that right now. All right, so it goes up and meets the egg here. Yeah. Now, explain this uh, type of uh, morning-after pill. How does this work? It causes the uterine lining to slough off so it doesn't accept the pill, the uh, egg. Oh, the uterus is down here, right? The, the egg, the egg Which it, is it encounters it up thing. in here, and then the egg starts cruising down this way and implants in here. Right. And this whole lining right. goes out. It just falls off, yeah. like a like a snake's getting it, shedding, shedding its skin. Right, right. But does but, that ever happen naturally? Yeah, it's called the period. No, the, with the egg. Oh, sure. Most most of the time, most pregnancies end 
without successful implantation or else or at least terminated in the first trimester sometime. And you might not even know that you're pregnant. You might not even know you're pregnant, right. Right. Unless uh, the father's toothless and jobless and uh, 35 years older than the 14-year-old uh, he got drunk and pinned down, then it always seems to take. Yes, then, I, I'm then not quite sure how that works, but it's a 100% chance at that point. When people call and say, we've been trying to have kids uh, for two years unsuccessfully, what do we do? I say, uh, pull a tooth out of your husband's mouth and have him quit his job. You'll be pregnant uh, tomorrow night. All right, so what this does then is it drops the whole thing out of it. Right. And basically what Dane and Sinjin were asking was how come more people don't know about this? That I cannot answer. And how come a guy couldn't get this pill like uh, any other pill? Uh, because for the same reason a, a woman can't go into the doctor and ask for a testosterone shot on behalf of her husband. You can't give medication. You, it, you're not, you, you, it's unethical, it's illegal to prescribe medication secondhand. I can't give you medicine to give to somebody else. Well, when would something like this become considered over-the-counter? I mean, there's a lot of drugs that uh, I don't think this Dane be, could go in. Yeah, I don't and, think this would be over-the-counter. Why not? Because it's a hormone. It's a strong medication. It needs supervision. I mean, people, you know, there are side effects of these substances. I don't think the drug companies could take the liability. So when you go in and, or when they come in and want the pill, you give them one or you give them many? What do you mean? This mean, particular pill. For the thing with morning after pill? Yeah. I just give them a packet. And so the there's more take than two, one. Take two a day. Take two a day for three days and they're done. Okay. And so you give them six? Yep. Six pills. So what if a girl comes to you, like Miss 7-Eleven, who never uses a condom and wants to use a pill every time she thinks that she's got pregnant? What are the side effects? She's going to throw up every time. You can put, you can put yourself at risk of blood clots. You better not be a smoker. I mean, it's it's a pretty decent dose of the, the hormone. But it would the world would be a better place if people if knew it. about this and it, people look, kept again, it on the, there. The risks of using the pill, even this way, are substantially less than the the health risks of pregnancy itself. Lori, yeah, you're 32. Hi. And and here's uh, let me just go on one quick uh, minor tirade here. Is the reason I believe uh, nobody talks about it is because it's a it's an unpopular subject. Let's Close face to abortion. it. These politicians would much rather talk about illegal immigration and beefing up uh, the border and uh, the police force and building new prisons and lowering your taxes and just uh, basically propaganda to become reelected. They certainly don't want to talk about this sort of thing because it ruffles a lot of feathers. You have the whole religious right who looks at this as a form of uh, like pre-abortion or something. Well, it is, it is a, it's an abortifacent. I mean, it causes basically an abortion. All right, but so does pulling out and whacking off. I mean, that because if, if you'd left your penis in, uh, she would have gotten yeah, pregnant. So isn't that is, an abortion? The argument is that unique potential has now occurred, and it's it's there. All right, but but even even staunch anti-abortionists will tend to agree that uh, implantation is a reasonable point to consider life to have begun. Uh, life um, begins officially after you learn how to program the VCR. That has always been my position, Lori. Yeah. What's, um, what's let me going ask on? Something about that morning after pill, though. Yeah. Um, doesn't it increase the chance of an ectopic pregnancy? Uh, no. Why, I, not that I'm aware of. Why? Were, did you hear that somewhere? Well, just from the way you were describing it. The no, ectopic. It. Ectopic is the the. No, 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 no. The the egg makes its way down into the uterus, out of the tube. The ectopic pregnancy is the is the the conceptus, the fetus, planting in the tube and not getting down into the uterus. It gets into the uterus, it just can't stick there, and so it goes out. You see? 
Yeah. It doesn't float back up into the tubes again. If the morning after pill is designed to, like, slough it out of the uterus, like you said, right? Right. Once it gets to the uterus, Things out of the tubes. Couldn't it get stuck in the tube on its way down to the uterus? Just like any, any, uh, any of the time that can happen, sure. So it wouldn't work in that case, right? No, it would not work in that case. But it doesn't add the risk of that. But a tubular well, pregnancy has to be terminated um, anyway. Yeah, it? right. That's yeah. but that's and it's a serious condition. I also had heard that talcum powder can cause cancer. Yeah, there is there was that a little couple studies that came out about that. that particularly in women, there's a risk of uh, genital organ tumors. Is Adam aware of that? We talked about this one time, didn't we? I use a lot of talc in the groin area. <laughs> you guys, being professional athletes, you probably dump a lot of talc down your crotch for you. I've actually Never. blinded myself sitting down on the toilet when I dropped the pants too fast. So <laughs> it's like a Batman scene or something. <laughs> you, you don't dump talc down your trunks? No. Uh, Let what? me tell you, it really keeps you fresh. Well, <laughs> first off, your, uh, your, your testicles will spot weld to the inside of your thigh eventually. I mean, you'll have to go, you guys know, after a long day out in the sun playing, you know, shagging balls like that. I mean, you've got to peel those things off with a with a flat bar, right? This stops the clinging process. It's a it's a nice you know, you give yourself a dusting. It's like when you you know, when you're cooking and you, you put flour on something so it doesn't, you know, get all sticky. Uh, if you adjust once in a while you don't have that problem. Yeah, but you got T V <laughs> cameras, uh there's celebrities out in the audience. You wanna be reaching down your trunks every ten you don't minutes. You have to go inside, just give a little tug on the outside. All right, but still that's very it's re- it's real unsightly. We're trying to turn this into a family sport. We can't have you going for the nap. In between every serve. Seems. I don't know anyone who uses that stuff. <laughs> I bet the Brazilian guys talk up real good. <laughs> in the speedos? Yes, just 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 uh, fill it like a bucket. And a speedo can hold a lot of talc too. They're tight around the legs. You've tried that? Oh yes. Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll I'll dump it right in there before I leave the house. Oh, so, Lori. Yeah, um, well, really, I wanted to talk about how to stop this cycle of abuse because I have a daughter, and uh, I just want to raise her in a good way. How old is she? Three. Have you been tempted to uh, abuse? Oh, not me, but, um, see, my mother was sexually abused, and she never got any counseling for that. Right. And my parents are really over-involved in me and my siblings' lives. Right. They have to protect you to be sure nothing like that happens to you. And, I don't know, she's just crazy, you know, like... Who, your mom? Yeah. All right, tell her to knock it off. I do. Well, you have kids? I have one child. Do you have a husband? No. Mm. Well, that's good, so there's no one around to abuse her. <laughs> is, is, I'm telling you, this something is a plus that. at this yeah, point. do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, does, uh, what's your mom, how's your mom treat her grandchild? Oh, the same way everyone else. She's just real, uh... Nervous and afraid someone's going to get hurt. There's a couple of theorists about um, relationships, object relationships, that believe one of the primary roles the mother has is to teach the child how to deal with anxiety. So to be an anxious person around the child is not good, obviously. To to try to, to be empathic to the child and find ways to be present for the child that reduces the child's anxiety is really what you want to do to be a sort of good enough mother. All right. Drew? Yeah. you got to find a call. I mean, this uh, tonight is just, uh, it's its um, Cult of the Damned. You read it. Read it. What do you think? I'll try uh, this thing as you want. All right. We gotta, we gotta, I mean, I want to talk to someone who has something caught in their ass. 
I, 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 it's just been such a clinical show tonight. It's, I, I, you need, you need, help you need us to pick this, to pick this. Yeah, you guys can. As a matter of fact, after uh, this next, uh, during the next commercial, come back here, write down the calls you want, and we will do those. Phil. This is me. Yeah, you're 20. Uh, I sure am. All right. Adam Drew, love the show. First time caller, long time listener. Great. Um, my problem is, is, um, I've got a lump that seems to be a swollen vas deferens, but it's never been diagnosed. What's a vas deferens? It's the cord that uh, that basically conducts your sperm out of your testes. Adam, I've got a question for you. Did you ever take a family planning course or a family life course? No. Ever. What the hell do I want to do that for? So that you would know what everybody's talking about. Hey, listen, smartass. <laughs> Adam's here for. <laughs> Where are you? Where do you live? Qualified to be on the show. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in Chula Vista. No, you're Andy lucky. Are you? Drive down here. Put a whooping on you. I'll show you who's qualified. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You don't need to know what the vast deferent cord is in order to host a radio show. Yeah, we we've proven that fact, Adam. All right, how much you make a year, smartass? All right, all right, right now, I'm about 50 grand a year. All right, right. Jesus, that doesn't buy me a pair of shoes. All right, you guys, listen. What's spend the question? More, I, what is the question? I, I spend more. All right, go ahead. What is the question? Uh, the question is, is uh, during ejaculation, mm -hmm. um, I have a severe tightening in the prostate area, mm -hmm. and I was Good. wondering if that could be from the... Well, right, you're probably you're you're feeling a thickening of the spermatic cord, is what, which is the whole, all the elements there, right. the nerves and the vascular area and the and the and the vas deferens, whatnot, um, and it, that can be the cause by prostate infections, epididymal infections, even hernias uh, that you're not evident to, you, all kinds of things can can or old infections. Uh, with scarring, urethral problems, bladder emptying problems, a lot of different things that can contribute to that. So, and mm. it's a common thing to have post ejaculatory pain. It tends to be a spasm of the of the muscles of the floor of the pelvis. Uh, you should see a doctor. Uh, probably they will treat you with a course of antibiotics. They may treat you with something that sort of changes the way your bladder empties. It decreases some of the irritation of that area. They're going to have to go up there and look around, though. And aren't sometimes they, they have yeah. to sh shove a curling up there. There you go. And, uh, and, uh, and but it needs to be checked out. It's probably nothing. It's probably some old infection that you had, never even knew you had, and uh, probably some persistent prostate inflammation. And probably that. nothing. But uh, uh oh, your uh, mic's out. Here. There you go. Uh, yeah, they got to play it safe, though. They got to get up there and look around. That's often, all I'm saying. Oftentimes. All right, Phil. All right. Thank and, you. Hey, Phil. Yeah. When they're looking around, don't tense up. Okay. <laughs> it, it just makes it worse. You, you got to relax. Adam knows. Oh, yes. Even though they're probing and telling, you know, they, there's one. I, I don't believe you can tell a man to relax when you're probing his anus. I, I really don't. Oh, no, this, this is not going there. Well, yeah, there, there will be some probing there, too, but this is the one up the urethra. Oh, this is a two-hander. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is the curling iron up the urethra. Oh. True. Does the, does the urethra almost have, like, a gag reflex? <laughs> I mean, seriously... You, like, here's the thing I can figure out. If I take this pen <laughs> and I start pushing it down my throat, even if I make no contact with no, any no of the surrounding yeah. tissue, yes. I will vomit on this uh, on this desk, right? And if I come after you with that pen and get it near your urethra with the intent of putting it in the urethra? I will vomit on you. you. <laughs> I will kill you and then I'll vomit on your corpse. Now, what I'm saying is, is 
does the urethra almost uh, act there's like a, the throat? There's a vagal uh, thing about the, where you feel kind of lightheaded and nausea. It slows your heart down. It's 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 like fainting. Really? It's it's a it's a visceral I, it's function. It's inside pain. the body. Your mouth is still it's, outside. It's called your, excruciating pain. Technically, your, your mouth is still outside your body. Your, your, your yeah, I love when Drew describes this one to me about when he talks about <laughs> parts of your body that are outside of your body. I go, well, your lung, your kidneys, and your heart are inside your body, but your pancreas, now that's outside your body. Yeah. What are you talking about with that outside of your body? I'm saying, how does my throat know when something's going down it? If I closed my eyes, yeah, would it know? No. Oh, well. the All right, so if you close your eyes... And the guy uh, goes through the urethra. You're going to know. You're, uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back after this. Jock the voices are trying to throw. By now, we're pretty sure you know that Rob has a podcast. Yes, I do. Which is actually the name of the podcast that Rob has. Hi. I'm Rob Sistrino. I'm the host of Rob as a Podcast. But you may not know that Rob also has two People's Choice Podcast Awards. Congratulations to all our winners. So if you dig reality TV, let Rob fill you in on all the after-show rumors, facts, and fallacies on Rob has a Podcast. Yes, that's right. Survivor Know-It-Alls is live here after episode number two. And while you're there, check out the 2015 Podcast Awards in its entirety. Get both now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Kennedy and I love Adam and Drew a lot, and this is Loveline. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Kennedy. Dane Blanton and Sinjin Smith are here. They're both pro beach volleyball players, and they're promoting the FIVB Nike World Championship of pro beach volleyball. Thirty-two men's teams, thirty-two women's teams, and one hermaphrodite team will be playing an exhibition game. They that- do. They do femininity testing. Do they? I just thought I'd throw that in. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, they test for male huh? hormones. Uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, they do femininity. For, I don't know how they do it. So, so like two. Oh man, with the mic. It's, it's the wire next to your mic. Oh, this one. No. No, this one. Well, I'm touching them both. Oh, the one that goes onto the mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that did it. <laughs> right, give me your mic. Enough of that. There's Mike. Back in your hey, Mike. <laughs> Here's the beauty of uh, this uh, Westwood 2 facility. A lot of people are under the impression it's called Westwood 1, by the way, but I just think that would be criminal to call a place like this 1. And I mean, it's it's just, it's at least Westwood 2 or it's Westwood none. The horrible, antiquated, crappy equipment. We begged for chairs in this place for three months. They wouldn't come up with them. Finally, some kindly listener sent us these chairs. If you ever wonder, hey, let me ask you guys something. Look around in this studio Beautiful for chairs. a second. Yeah. What is the only thing in this studio That's that nice. isn't a complete piece of crap? Those are nice chairs. These two chairs. All right. What are the only two things in the studio that were brought here by me and not by Westwood One? These two chairs. Oh, and good the good headphones I'm wearing. TV, Actually, the TV's not bad. Yeah. Someone must have donated that too. I, I <laughs> because if it was if it was a Westwood One television set, it'd be an old Zenith that would just show reruns of Andy Griffith in black and white. <laughs> All right. Anyway. What the hell are we talking about here, Drew? Uh, let's get some calls going. All right, well, you guys pick some calls, because it's did. been the world's worst calls they tonight. I blame Drew. All right, line three? Line three. All right, you take full responsibility for Brian17. Hey. Hey. What's going on, guys? What's your question there, Brian? Oh, um, when I wake up in the morning, I have bruises, like, all over my arms, and, like, sometimes other parts of my body, and, like... There are various disorders of blood that can be 
that can cause spontaneous bruising. Okay, it's extremely uh, important. Tomorrow, you got any fever or sweats at night? Um, sometimes cold sweats. Yeah, you got to go tomorrow. Yeah. You got um, any swollen lymph nodes anywhere? No. You got an older brother who's pissed off about something? <laughs> no, but I got an older sister that's always pissed there, off. There, just there are other other than hematologic disturbances. Medication can do this. Are you on any medications? Um, you don't take any Advil. I'm on Paxil, Ritalin, and. All right. Well, that's what's doing it. That's what's doing it. Okay. Oh, I got a else. question for Adam. Hold on. There are there are two other oh. possibilities. Sometimes, people who are really disturbed psychiatrically will actually self mutilate in their sleep. I've seen that happen. And there's something called the Gardner Diamond Syndrome or painful bruise syndrome, where people spontaneously bruise painful bruises for unknown reasons during the night. Are, do you, are you a heavy sleeper, Brian? Um. No, it's the meds doing this. Thing. Sometimes. This is the meds. Um, What's the meds do? Huh? Uh, you know, I, there, I've never seen a satisfactory explanation for this, but there, it is common for medication, particularly multiple medications, to cause spontaneous bruising without, without being really a serious disturbance of blood. But be that as it may, you've got to call the doctor who's prescribing these medications and have your blood checked. Yeah. Brian? Yeah. What was oh. question? Yes, hold on. Sinjin has a question. Okay. Uh, I, I, if he has another question, let's let's listen. Okay. Brian? Yeah. What's your next question? Um, could you do your team, the Russian rapper? <laughs> yes, I'd be glad to ignite the crowd with my uh, team, the Russian mm -hmm. rapper. Great. All right, anything for you. How's uh, the medications working, Brian? Oh, the Ritalin, I think I should probably get off that. Yes, you have ADD? Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm in favor of... Uh, Late adolescence being the time you kind of wrap up that stimulant therapy, if possible. I just it concerns me. Um, but you know, Adam, you never repeat anything. <clears throat> you fastidiously avoid repeating any of your material. Right. In fact, you you consciously forget whatever you've just said. That's why I suck. Except the most obnoxious thing you do, what I have to hear over and over and over again. I I believe Dane and Sinjin are going to enjoy this. Uh, he wants to hear Team, the Russian rapper, and here's the story behind Team. The Russian rapper. I am a Catholic big brother. I have been involved with this program for about six years now. Uh, probably just a year after I got into it, uh, I got hooked up with my uh, young boy who I took around, and um, he was probably about 13 at the time. And I started taking you meet him on the weekends, take him out to the beach, take him out to the ball game, try to try to you know show him a good time. And his friend started hanging out with him in order to go out with me, basically, <laughs> because his friend uh, was kind of a loser, and his dad was around, but he was, like, drunk too much, and he latched on to my guy, because he realized, you know, hey, here's uh, an idiot with uh, five bucks in his wallet and a, a, a Zuzu uh, filled with gas, and he's going to the beach, and I'm going with this guy. So this guy came with us. Now, this guy, team, is from Russia, and he'd been in the United States for about five years, Big, fat, white kid, 13 years old. And he'd really assimilated quite nicely to the American culture. He assimilated so well that he got into the gangster rap. He loved the gangster rap. Now, you have to picture an almost albino, uh, fat, Russian 13-year-old kid who uh, spoke like Coolio. Because he just loved the gangster rap. So when we would drive to the beach, he'd say... Oh, Adam, put in the Dr. Dre. He is the he he is dope. And, and nope. I used to, I used to f around with him all the time because he'd say he'd say he is dope, and I'd say uh, dope means bad. No, dope is like 
like, dope is good. And I'd say, dope. So you'd say, like, hey, this cake is dope. No, no, it's, like, bad. So it's bad. No, dope is, like, bad. It means good. But you wouldn't say the cake is dope. And I'd just have hours of fun with Tim the Russian rapper. So he'd put in... The uh, actually, uh, his name is Tim, but as he says it, Team, which uh, took 20 <laughs> minutes to get. Your name is Team, Team. So he put in the Dr. Dre tape and uh, rap along. And I'll uh, engineer Mike. Can you bleep out when I cuss here, or should I just do it myself? You, you think you you think you can do it? All right, he had two good riffs. Tim, the Russian rapper. Bitches ain't. But holes and tricks, suck on these balls and lick on this. That was Tim's first rap. Tim's. I'll do this next one a cappella here, uh, Engineer Mike. How old is Team? Team was uh, was thirteen at the time. Uh-huh. Team's second rap was. Well, all right, knock that stuff off, please. <laughs> I, I can't focus. Please, knock it off. Second rap went. I got Bach Han like John Mock and Roe. That beach steps up, I'm smocking the hoe. <laughs> it was really, there's no greater form of entertainment for an adult than having a team, the uh, husky rapper. I was just laughing my ass off driving to the beach. I, I couldn't get enough of uh, team, the Russian rapper. So uh, anyway, we and then uh, Tim started getting smoking a little too much weed and got in a little trouble at school. He took the whole rap thing uh, a couple of steps uh, too far, but he, he was a he, he was great. My my kid Nate was skinny as a rail, and this guy Tim was big as a house. And they were both talking about. I, I know I've told this story before, but it's just funny how uh, sometimes as an as an adult. You try to talk down it, you know, you tr- you, kids are a little smarter than you think. Anyway, we're driving to Magic Mountain one day after Tim had just got done capsizing a 64-ounce soda in the front of the car. I mean, it's 60, <laughs> and he had that thing topped off. There's like 65 ounces in there. He put it in and, ca- and just capsized it. I had to open the door because soda was coming out of, out of the car. But anyway, right? we're driving to Magic Mountain, and uh, they were talking about... Tim was saying, man, we cannot meet any of the babes at school, and, and we, we get no girls. And him and Nate were lamenting about this, and I decided to be responsible and chime in and said, uh, uh, you guys are doing all right. I'm sure you'll meet a couple of women uh, next semester at school. And Tim pipes up, and he goes, who are you kidding? Nate is too skinny, and I'm too fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, uh... Yeah. All right. All right. Don't spill another soda, Tim. All right. Now, what was your guys' uh, second call? That call was a bust. You see, smart guys, what do you have, three and six? Monica. Yeah. All right. Monica, you're 32. Yes, I am. Um, <clears throat> goodness. Um, see, my question is, um, I don't know how to deal with um, pornography very well when it's when my boyfriend needs it to jack off when I'm not around. Um, it makes me feel bad about myself, and I've been going through therapy trying to deal with that. Um, but um, and I've been feeling really good about myself, but when it comes up, I start feeling really bad about myself. So, uh, you live with this guy? Um, no, we're separated now. We have a son, and um, I, I started going through a lot of problems, and 
decided, okay, I need to get my life together. And um, we've been separated about a year now. And still seeing each other off and on. And um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's like I've been getting myself together. And So you're in therapy talking about him masturbating and pornography and how that makes you feel? Yeah, yeah, I have. And, and actually, um, one of the things that I've been working on is mostly myself as far as feeling good about myself. And I have been, I mean... Uh, some, something happened to you, right, Monica? Huh? Something oh, happened to you? Oh, yeah. You ready to gamble? <laughs> I think we should gamble. Let's do that. We haven't gambled yet tonight. Monica, hang on a second. Here's the deal. Anyone who's trying to feel better about themselves means something happened to them. I mean, somebody did something bad to them. And uh, here's what we do here on Loveline. First off, we all got to get a buck out. We're going to commercial, but we'll gamble when we come back. You have that much time to um, pony up a buck. We are going to figure out, Monica is 32, she's in therapy, doesn't like her boyfriend's uh, pornography consumption, has a kid, they're separated, she doesn't feel good about herself. What happened in her past? What kind of family did she grow up in? Alcoholism, physical abuse, verbal abuse? No. Drew, this is uh, not some stoned uh, rock band from uh, Liverpool. These are intelligent volleyball players. Or what's her problem? It's not what's necessarily... You just <clears throat> want to know what her problem is. We're gambling on her past. We're gambling on her family. We want to know what kind of environment Monica grew up in. What led her to feel bad about herself? Who what, traumatized her? Who now? traumatized her? What That's went on? She did it to herself. Well, that could be your bet. Okay. It's a fool's bet. <laughs> <laughs> but you make, like, uh, good six figures for smacking a ball around in a, in a pile of sand and uh, uh, banging groupies. So you can throw away a buck. I, I know you can all right, we'll go to break, and we'll explain the thing that's engine. I think Dane's got it down, but uh, when we come back, we'll finish the gambling with Monica. From Motley Crue. And this is Donna Yerica from Baywatch, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Parola and Dr. Drew. Ooh. That is uh, still my favorite drop. It, it, I, I don't laugh at Team the Rapper, but I laugh at Don Yerko every time. Well, Donna Dierico, uh from Baywatch was in here with uh, Nikki and had her top off about the second half of the show for the entire thing. I was groping and squeezing and tugging and gnawing. Right here? And that's just what I was doing to myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, right right where Dane is. How about that? Yeah. It, it was uh, it was spectacular, and she had a few glasses of wine, and uh, you know, then mispronounced her name. Donna Yeriko from Baywatch. You know, by the way, you're getting laid that night when uh, when the girl mispronounces her own name. <laughs> All right, uh, so don't give me that look. Lisa. That's why you had that case of wine. Send those letters to Adam Carolla. Well, I was talking about if you're married to her and you yeah, have right. a long relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, uh, Dane and Sinjin are here to promote the uh, Nike World Championship of Pro Beach Volleyball, which is going to be at UCLA this whole week and uh, then into the weekend. Qualifying tomorrow and then uh, eliminations Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Tons of prize money, Gabby Reese, and uh, it, it will be a time, a huge event. So please go out and catch them doing that. Now when we left off, we were talking about gambling. Monica's 32. Monica has a boyfriend. Monica's broken up with her boyfriend. Monica has a child. Monica's in therapy. And Monica does not approve of him looking at the pornography. And I got a weird vibe off of Monica and decided we should gamble on her past. Drew, you back me up on that vibe? Yes. You do. All right. Chaos vibe. 
Yeah, it's just a smack of something. I, I don't know if Monica uh, can get to it or not, but it just I got something off her. So, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Dane, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't going to steal my answer. All right, we'll no, go, you know, we go can, first. We can't. First. We can't. We can't have it. All right. Um, oh, that was mine. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Monica's problem, I think, is previous boyfriend cheated on her and... Uh, has always played kind of second fiddle to other girls and is very affected by society and the the uh, model-looking girls on the magazines. So you're saying she has, but we're going back to her past a little further. She has a self-image problem. Right, and it came from guys not treating her number one. All right, been so... cheated on... All right, but in do previous you, relationships. Since we're going back into the family, it's, it's would the you say then the dad... Mother. Dad didn't make her feel too good about her, her her image. No, it's the mother. It's what the dad did to the mother that, that, uh, well, that that's affecting. Well, her. wait a minute now, smart guy. Uh, that was if mine. We're going I, back, if know. we're going back to the family, if you yes. want to take it that far back, we're going that far back. Then, yeah, the parents are definitely separated, and the okay. the dad was doing his thing on the side. Uh, oh, dad was cheating on the side, maybe. There you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go with that. Okay, right. Sinjin. See, that, now that was mine. <laughs> I think we're gonna. I, I think me and Sinjin will pool then. No, no, this is not wow. the uh, pro beach volleyball circuit. Uh, okay, let's hear yours then. You're up. Okay, um, I'm amazed that I never give these any thought, even though we uh, have plenty of time in the commercials to formulate an answer. Uh, pornography, Drew, go ahead. <laughs> um, overtly sexual abuse between eight to four and eight. Oh, you're just going for flat out sexual abuse. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, I will go with. Um, no sexual abuse. Uh, yeah, but the pornography thing uh, through her own family. I will. You're saying you're saying sexual abuse like by her dad. Somebody close, yeah. Okay, I will. I will go with uh, physical abuse. Okay, uh, just because right. I got to pick one. That's a good. One. All right, Sinjin, what do you think? Yeah, I I still like uh, the where Danes ended up. How about dad beat up the mom? No, uh, no, I'll, I'll go with. Uh, go with alcohol. No, I'll, it's always I'll go, a good bet. I'll go with older sister who got all the attention. Oh, okay, all you right. know she was a you know pretty and everything. Oh, oh, what a world you guys live in, Monica. Well, everybody's right except for Drew. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about that? Uh, yeah, no sexual abuse at all. Um, Great. Yeah, um, dad was abusive to me, my siblings. In what way, physically? Physically. Yeah. Yes. And to my mom. Uh-huh. Cheated on the side. Mm. Um, I had an ex-husband who cheated on me. Dang. There um, we go. <laughs> when did uh, when did your folks break up? Oh, I was about five. Mm. So. Yeah. I think that's a pot splitter with me and Dane. And you were never sexually abused. Yeah. How old were you started having sex? Um, Twelve. Mm-hmm. How, wow. old was, how old was the guy? Hold on one second. Let me explain the process to Sinjin and Dane here. Here's where Drew tries to whittle his dollar back a quarter. They <laughs> try to get it back a quarter at a time. Let's he get... will get some form of sexual abuse out of her before the night is through. Believe me, if she slipped and fell on a popsicle stick, now that's uh, sexual abuse. <laughs> Let's get her back on it. Let's find out what Monica yeah. was... The mo the thing that affects you most was it the previous husband? Um, I think so. I, you know, actually, I've been being in therapy. I've kind of 
realize it's a kind of a combination of my dad messing around. Right. I mean, it's all, it always goes back to the parents. Now here's the point: is the reason she hooked up with a guy who did this place, in the first because place? Of her dad. Because her dad. Her dad. Yeah, it's always the way. That, that's 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 axiomatic in human psychology. That's why when we gamble, we don't bother going back four years or the next relationship or anything like that. We just go all the way back to their childhood. Because that's where you can that's find... Where you develop the interjects that you then start reacting to in your in adult life, and you make the choices based on those original internal objects. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I guess one of the things... I'm Wait a minute, you don't get the whole pile. He gets most of it. Wait, Wait I what said physical... Ab- I went back and the dad's been cheating. He, he said physical abuse. I got dad. the physical abuse no part. Physical. <laughs> there is yeah, physical. Yeah. Monica, did your dad hit you? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Is what, that, is, what about sisters? Let's ask. Let's ask Monica. Is what affected her most? The dad hitting her once, or the dad cheating? Ah, uh, well, no. But she was beaten uh, multiple times, weren't she? <laughs> he Monica? cheated on a ton of girls, huh? The, the, look, what would you rather? What would you rather your dad do? Go get laid once in a while, or beat well, the crap out of you every let, night? Let her answer here. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't you think the physical part was more uh, was no, more traumatic? Don't try, don't try to swear. Obviously, it was. You didn't even know your dad was getting laid at the time, but you sure as hell knew you were getting a beating, didn't you? Oh, yeah. All righty, then. <laughs> well, whoa, whoa, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you a dollar back. No I mean, you get a dollar. Give him both. I wanted to split it with him, but he got greedy. Well, I guess one of my concerns is that being my, you know, I'm getting older, and if I get involved with somebody else, can I expect that from an older man? What? I really, uh, pornography. Um, going out, seeing strip, strip bars. Well, right, you're gonna you're gonna still tend to go oh, towards a, abusive males, yeah. right? <laughs> well, I'm trying not to. But I mean, but yeah, you're trying not to. How long have you been in therapy for? Uh, two years. Yeah, you're still pretty early in the process, given what you've been through. This is your first time in therapy? Um, I did what I did some when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, not too much. Um, so you know, it takes it takes quite a while to sort through those feelings about those early object relationships, mm-hmm. before you will start before your radar sort of gets fixed. You start. Choosing people that are healthier for you, I mean, it's it's. Look, you 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 experience this as abusive, right? Mm-hmm. And yet you sit there and take it in the relationship. You you, right. you take it. If you if you really had a, more, a, a clearer sense of yourself and what you needed from a relationship, if this guy couldn't change or compromise, and it re, if it really was an abusive experience for you, you'd leave. And there are probably going to be other abusive uh, sort of elements in the relationship as time goes along. All right. So the deal is, is you're doing the right thing. You're in therapy. Look out for your kid, number one. And Absolutely. don't have your kid have to go through the same thing you're having to go through right now, or at least you had to go through when you're a child, and now you have to sort it out. And the reason we gamble, as cruel as it uh, may seem, is that this always explains it. I mean, look at her. She's hooked up with a guy who's cheating. Uh, She's uh, got herself in an abusive relationship, and that's exactly where she came from. Right. So people, people internalize their relationship with their parents and then go out in the world and recreate the same relationship over and over right. again. Like, I can tell you right now that uh, Dane's dad was a volleyball player, right? <laughs> <laughs> no? Tanya. Not a volleyball player. Tanya. <laughs> Tanya? Oh, sorry. Now you're 22, <laughs> or, Tanya. Or Susie, whatever your real name is. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching outside my window. What's going on? Yeah, street lights on and everything with all the moths going around and around. Cars cruising by. Real quick. Um, my ex-boyfriend, he was my best friend, and he started smoking crystal. Well, I've been trying to talk to him to get help and everything, and he starts bitching at me, telling me that 
he likes doing it and there's nothing I can do to make him stop and I need to quit bitching at him and all this. And I don't know you, what to do. He's your, ex, or he's your ex-boyfriend, right? Yeah. Why are you still involved in his life at all? Because he was my best friend. Well, he was more than just a boyfriend. Look, he's strung out on speed right now, Tanya. Were you a drug addict, too? No. You, I hate it. Anybody in your family alcoholic? Um, my mom's an alcoholic. Okay, so you see how, why you, this, this is, again, axiomatic like the last caller. You would seek out relationship with addicts since that's your idea of intimacies. No, 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 no. See, I've always lived with my dad. My mom was never really in the picture. Never? Nope. So the moment you were born, you were taken to your father's? Well... My dad had me um, when I was about 15 months, and from then on. Okay. Where's your mom now? She's in Kansas. You ever talk to her? Yeah, and I think she's a B-I-T-C-H. Right. right. But the, the, the point is, is, here's what we're trying to say. is, And everyone thinks this is, uh, you know, psycho mumbo-jumbo. I, I understand that. But it, it, it really isn't. It's as much as science as medicine is, is you get this stuff going early on in life, and then you got to fix it. Here's Tanya's big problem in life. Her mom's gone because her mom's an alcoholic. And the only mom she knew was the alcoholic mom. Right. So now she goes on through her life and she has to correct this. And every relationship she gets into, intimate relationship, whoever she gets in a relationship with becomes this figure that she has to correct. And it's no coincidence that she gets hooked up with an addict right off the bat. And she can't fix this addict any more than she could fix her mom. Somebody right. strung out on speed like this is going to be dangerous. You can't change him. You can tell him how it makes you feel. You can confront him and then get away because speed is the drug of violence. It requires intensive, comprehensive treatment. By the time somebody's smoking speed, uh, a amphetamine psychosis is um, definitely going to occur within a few weeks, if not months. Uh, months, if not weeks, rather. And he'll begin accusing you of things, blaming people for things get very paranoid, and uh, it's usually oh, when they become non-functional, they come in for treatment. I had 15 minutes of nitrous uh, <laughs> this morning. I almost went on a killing spree. <laughs> I really, I was just close to going and killing my family. I'm still freaked out over the whole nitrous I thing. Yeah, I, could, yeah. I could only imagine myself on speed. I, I completely go insane. My, my problem is, is my I torture myself even when I'm totally sober. I have one of those kinds of brains that likes to just uh, picture cells dying and stuff in my body. And so the second I get altered, I just spaz out completely. I, I was ready, ready to kill the dentist. I could hear I could hear him laughing, his voice uh, echoing in my brain today. All right, Sinjin, uh, Sinjin, you got some some tooth work going too, don't you? Yeah, I got I got a crown. They got the the plastic thing in there until they make the crown up. But oh. uh, when they're oh. drilling in the dust, oh. the tooth dust. I, I was uh, I was uh, one time on this show. I chronicled the advancements in dentistry. Uh, since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of time. And basically, uh, since, let's say, World War II, I think some, one of the biggest dental breakthroughs has been the disposable bib. <laughs> Isn't that one of the bigger ones? The, the, right? no, think about, think about what goes on in the medical profession. They go back 40 years ago. The idea of a transplant, an organ transplant, a heart transplant, some of this angioplasty and some of this other bizarre... Uh, all this stuff that is going on now, this technology with the uh, MRI and all this kind of stuff, this was this was fantasy 50 years ago in medicine. I mean, this was Star Wars stuff. Dentistry, exactly the same. Exactly. Hasn't changed. Novocaine, a drill, and then they packed the hole they made with the drill. That's it. Exactly the same. 
New magazines in the waiting room, that's it. Even those are 40 years old. So. All right, we'll be back to wrap up and wrap down with Dane and Sinjin after this. Time radio to Dane. Over here. Give Dane the money. I'm not giving Dane the money. She was physically abused. Yeah, but this is his first time betting. Pretty good call. Yeah, this is my first time winning. I'm not giving him <laughs> the two dollars. What happened to our odds? You know, they do this all the time. Yeah, that's a point. That's the deal. Dane is uh, Dane is like maniacal. Dane's a quiet guy. He's real. Uh, he's real unassuming kind of guy. But he has the nice brain of uh, Mussolini over here. He's like Mussolini if he looked really good in trunks. Because he's got these ideas. He wanted to get odds. He wanted Drew and I. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.